Hey, this is Irene. I've been waiting for you. Thank you for joining me, mixing it up with me right here on The Mix. You're listening to CBiz Media. Speaking of origin stories, hey, it's me, Irene. I'm back. More on origin stories. Batman Days inspire me. Batman Day this year is September 18th. And that's the day when I'm actually recording this. And I just got was thinking about origin stories. And in the last episode, you heard me share my origin story. So I want to share another origin story that I just recently saw a documentary, The Story of Rick James. Rick James, the iconic musician. Um, I say his heyday was probably 70s, 80s. The 80s was really when he really got hot. He produced singers like Tina Marie. He worked closely with Prince. You know, he he started it all. He was one of the fathers of the funk movement. Funk soul vibes is what he was giving us. I think he called it funk and roll. He was really trying to do something different in the music industry. And in his origin story, I found out that he was at a young age molested by his babysitter and his female babysitter but his mom came and caught this whole situation happen and she just knocked the girl out and I was like wow but it was like I feel bad for him that he went through that and you know we hear about women going through that a lot girls going through that being molested and abused at young ages usually by the opposite sex well he went through something he went through that as well as a male and you know sometimes men see it differently or boys see it differently but you know that could be a pretty that's a pretty big thing no matter uh, what sex you are but I just thought it was like awesome that at least his mom was the hero she came and she just knocked the girl out and was like no but that whole scenario could have shaped some future things in him um they i think they were in a poor area of buffalo i don't remember i don't recall i'm just gonna show tell you guys what i recall but you know i am gonna be spoiling this so you got one spoiler right there but rick james is a person of public record you guys can go on youtube and see videos of him right now sharing showing about you know his life story so it's not like this stuff it's like ungettable but I really enjoyed the doc I think the doc was was an event I was very much into it I'm into biographies autobiographies of stars celebrities people in the music world the acting world just people that made some type of name for themselves even people in politics I'm really into listening and watching those stories a lot of those stories start out as underdog stories and there's a lot of underdog origin stories for our superheroes if you guys are in the comics and uh, marvel movies and dc and all that so there's a lot of underdog things that happen to a lot of our people that we find great right now and i just kind of like to see the rise of that and i know we can all relate to feeling like and being the underdog in life at times so it's something very relatable and something that you can aspire to. But uh, it, people were pretty poor around that time when Rick James was growing up. And so he decided to get into the military and try to make 
away from self that way. Um, coming from a basically black and black community, he held hang up, hung out. I'm sorry, he hung out with a lot of Africans, and in that whole African American culture as well. So he ends up being in the military where he feels like a lot of white people are running it and controlling it and basically telling telling everybody what to do. It wasn't his vibe, so he went a roll a wall to Canada. He escaped to Canada and found some music vibes there somebody called him the n-word in canada and some other white guys came to his defense you know they kind of got into it started scrapping and these white guys now became his friends they were in the band so they so rick joined the band so a lot of a lot of his early years while he was still a pretty young man he was surrounded by a lot of white people he got into the folk music scene something that i had no idea that he was connected to um again if you know rick james you'll see you'll put him in more of the soulful category you'll put him in the r&b category maybe but you wouldn't think that he had such a connection to white culture because white people do have a culture and one of those things is folk music just as everybody else has a culture so um that's kind of what happened to him they found out he actually he went AWOL and he was in he was put in jail for like about six years so that kind of was bad so that cut down his music career he he had a strong love for music early on for a long time he had all these dreams and he would say all the things he wanted to do but his friends were like what like it why do you have such these high dreams like why are you even thinking this is possible but he just had this mind to him that he had i think he had a mr diva a man diva mind very young very early on in his life it appears his daughter tells parts of the story of his life as well um his family life he ends up connecting with a, a woman at a party they they were in a lot of different orgy parties i don't know the whole rock and roll music scene in general there was a lot of too much sex drugs and rock and roll so he met this young lady he said was his first love at one of these parties and ended up having a couple kids with her they were together for a few years and then he was back out on the road trying to trying to make a name for himself and joining all these different bands and so he was hopping from band to band he was really working with a lot of white people which was his origin of how he first started with music was a lot of white bands he was working with i'm sure there was some other black bands he worked with as well but a, a nice part of his life he was working with white bands but he didn't i don't think he really saw color that way he just saw talent and he just worked with whoever was receptive and every whoever i guess he could work with but neil young somebody he worked with it was a few kind of big names that he worked with but he was still trying to catch his break and and it was said that he was kind of hard to work with sometimes he would get fights and fights with the band members and he would end up leaving different bands or it just wouldn't work out for whatever reason until he finally caught his big break so we're going to talk some more about rick james life um i'm gonna close out with saying there are some i'm not totally closing out i'm just going on a break but <laughs> there was some things he was doing like because he was in the music business um a lot of times 
people were hungry they were trying to get their deal they were trying to make it so it was a lot of people living in a house together this was like your new family you guys all lived together because you weren't really making much money so you had to survive together and there was some things that he did that were um illegal drug related things to make his money because it really wasn't any money in the music business until you hit it so if you continue to hop bands and do stuff like that you weren't going to be making any money so he resorted to doing some illegal things drug related things and i'm sure he was already using drugs so that's a, a central part of his story as well but once he hit it big um we'll see we'll get into that after this Hey guys, thanks for listening. We want to invite you to listen to LICMC.net for great community and faith as well as music. It's all there for you at LICMC.net. You can get your own spot. Contact London at 419-245-4979. That's 419-245-4979. We're going to ask you guys to check out CBiz Media on Comcast, Cable in Detroit, 10 a.m. Saturdays, and on our website anytime at cbiztvonline.com. That's C-B-I-Z-T-V-Online.com. Thank you. So more spoilers. I just found his story fascinating. All of his friends and everyone, different people in the business were talking about different experiences with him. And you know, a lot of documentaries I see, especially growing up, everybody's kind of representing themselves very straight laced. You know, they could be real with their dialect and how they talk. But on here, just people were just flying off the handle, cussing. And, you know, Rick James' character was kind of similar to that. I'm sure he cussed somebody out. We know the famous line, I'm Rick James, bleep, because I can't say that. But, yeah, that was kind of his character. And then the people that were talking about him, certain stories they would tell, they would just be straight up cussing throughout the documentary. And it's just something that I wasn't used to. Like, I don't realize all these people cussing, but, you know... I'm kind of more used to it because I'm on YouTube and then there's like memes and stuff that are really good and just people are always cussing everywhere. I'm a little used to it, but it's just not what I do. But on a documentary that seems like maybe you could show it at school or whatever, definitely you couldn't show Rick James' documentary at school though because he did too much. Then they had like this little CG animation. Like they would read reenact some of the crazy scenes of his life by using cg people the animation wasn't great but i just thought it was funny that they (laughs) that they used some type of cg animation type basic like reenacting the crime scene type of thing with his life story and i thought that was kind of funny i thought it was kind of different i want to get a little bit into his his daughter her story she didn't meet her dad till she was 13 um I guess he lost track of his family after he made it big and he really was a Rolling Stone type of father. He was never really around and home with the family. 
So at some point, I guess he lost track of them. The mom was basically taking care of them and running everything on their own. And the sister, the I mean, the daughter, she says, you know, my little brother would always tell everybody, hey, Rick James is our dad, though they never had met him yet. And this, the sister was like, hey, don't stop telling everybody that. I guess because they were poor and they didn't have much and maybe they thought she might have thought people wouldn't believe them and laugh at them and say Rick James I should dead at this time Rick James is now a hit maker he's making millions he's found his sound earlier on he he made a connection with Motown while he was trying to make it but he said Motown was trying to do something different when they pulled him in but it just didn't work out and the Motown doo-wop vibe was not his vibe. He was not trying to be another doo-wop singer and fit into that Motown mold. Um, so he kind of found his look, his sound with the hair, with the music. Um, he found what he called funk and roll, where it had a little edgy rock vibe along with soul and funk. He found his look. A lot of the 80s hair bands had very similar looks and styles as far as the outrageous outfits, all of that. He just found his vibe in, at that point. So he's he's made it, him and his band. And one of the, uh, the little boy kept just telling everybody, Rick James is my dad. So one of the kids was telling their dad that, and that person that kid's dad <laughs> was like a bodyguard for rick james so the word got back around to rick james and rick james was like well that probably is my kid i guess because maybe he knew he knew what he knew he knew he had kids out there he might have had even more kids out there but we don't no one can verify that because he was a, a rolling stone a ladies man just doing what he did and um so he finally back got back around to them that this that this was there his kids were out there so he got his kids his daughter 13 see him for the first time and she did admit it was a void in her life you know she didn't have her father around for 13 years now she has a rich dad and and they can get basically whatever they want they lived together with him for some time and they also lived in the chaos because he had some crazy parties orgies drug issues and drug abuse all of that that they had went through but he said, um, the, the daughter told us that he basically tell them to just stay in their room so they won't know what's going on and they won't be get messed up in these little parties. But the daughter said that, um, I wish I could get her name, but she said that she was just used to stepping over naked women in the morning. I guess saying excuse me or whatever like it became a, a a natural thing because that's how much partying that's the environment that he was in with his kids so but then for some reason her they didn't I didn't see her little brother in the documentary um but yeah Rick James kind of got caught in that sex drugs and rock and roll roll vibe um, just like many other artists that we've heard of, um, it just, it's a spiral, especially when they get really big. It's like, they really get caught up And for him. It was the drugs. The drugs really got him caught up and he did a lot of great things. He produced a lot of 
of great music with other acts. He introduced us to Tina Marie. Um, I guess a white girl was soul. And some of some, I was a little disturbed by people saying she was black. They, but I mean, it was it's, it was their connection with her and their vibe. They were saying, well, basically she was just black, but though she didn't look black, but that's okay. This is the vibe and how they feel about her, and then she was like a sister for them. And you know, Rick James can't just be a producer and help somebody out. No, he has to end up being with this young lady. So him and Tina Marie had a thing. She did look somewhat younger than him at the time that they connected and he started bringing her out. So she did had a great career because of Rick James. You know, he was he was just doing a lot, producing, writing songs. He, and they even showed him working with Eddie Murphy for a minute and it, actually getting Eddie Murphy to sing was something different. But, you know, he did a lot of big things and I'm glad that I saw it because I could revisit that world because growing up, Rick James was not a big vibe for me. He was like hot in the early 80s. Super Freak is probably the only song that I really recall when I was growing up. And um, there was a few other hits that he had that I kind of remember in passing. But that MC, when MC Hammer took that track and borrowed it, um, that song just became iconic for me. And that's what I really remember Rick James from. So getting into that story Rick James hated hip-hop when it came out um he wasn't in his heyday any longer so when hip-hop came out he was like he's not into MC Hammer but Hammer was pretty much one of the clean rappers back then there were a lot of gangster rappers but Hammer was pretty much clean and but he when he heard his song his music and he's like oh they got playing my track and then he heard hammer on there rapping he was like what are they doing to my song he called somebody up he was um outraged <laughs> so to say the least and then there but they told him you know um this is making millions uh, the sample of your song is making millions right now so he's like oh okay never mind that's all right <laughs> it was funny how he explained that like uh he he let it be once he saw that he was making millions of royalties and making money off of this this old music and they were saying how that was one of the first instances of sampling where you could where like a lot of the old artists that may have not been recognized much anymore was now getting money and getting back in the limelight because of hip-hop sampling so that was like kind of a historic event and I definitely remember that MC Hammer song so that was a cool moment in time. And then also, you know, Rick James was different. He was not like your typical, I guess, black artist back then. He kind of rocked it out, was more edgy. And he really didn't want to connect with Motown. But Motown Records ended up taking him on. And he made some of his biggest hits with Motown Records, as well as helped produce others. So it was like a full circle moment. Like, you know, first Motown just wasn't his vibe. Then he came and um, kind of changed the game and was one of their first artists that was not a part of the Motown machine. That was not really the doo-wop vibe or style. So I thought that was very a very cool full circle moment. Uh, he ended up, there was a lot, he had cases and charges against him, which was giving me R. Kelly vibes of being beaten and forced into sexual situations people were saying that he was 
doing that. And he, of course, he said he didn't do that. But he did admit at times that um, I think a young lady was trying to hit his woman, so he went and go hit the hit the girl and stopped her. Um, there's never a like you can never hit a woman like. And then people were talking about the people that work with him talking about nowadays. Rick James as an artist probably would not have been accepted. Very misogynistic the way that he treated women, kind of as objects, all of that he would not be accepted as an artist today and to be honest I'm not even sure if he would not be there's a lot of people that are doing stuff but they'll talk bad about you but they'll still get your music um it's just I see Rick James and so many people and it's crazy how to see I think um I think he said Mick Jagger was one of his influences you know the Funkadelics Bill Clinton I'm sorry, not Bill Clinton, George Clinton, <laughs> George Clinton. All those people were some, some of his influences. It's just crazy to see how somebody can take all these influences and morph into something new, but I can still see bits of other, all these other people in him. Oh, and him and Prince kind of had a diva, diva man battle there because Prince was a new and up and coming. And he said, well, he liked Prince's vibe. So Prince was an opening act for him at some point. And, you know, you could tell that Rick James was kind of a mentor to him because he was doing some similar things. And, you know, Rick wasn't having it. He was doing some of the things as opening act that he was going to do later on in the show. So he was like, basically, you're stealing my material, stealing my vibe. And he said, well, I can't steal sounds and noises that you make. I mean, you don't have the rights to certain sounds and noises. That was one of the arguments that they had, and they told us about that. So him and Prince kind of had a little battle. And like I said, I, I saw some, I see some Prince and Rick James. I guess I actually see some Rick James and Prince because Rick James was first. Um, Just that whole culture, that whole vibe, it was just to see some of the origins of some of the artists I love like Prince and Michael Jackson and you know to see that Rick James embody so many different things so many different people that I like now and people he just influences a lot of people that we even see now with his record street songs it just did so well um it was an amazing story to see uh sadly it ended I do have to mention when Dave Chappelle kind of revived his image by telling a story by the late Charlie Murphy, rest in peace, how he had met and would hang out with Rick James and, you know, his whole vibe. And Dave Chappelle did like a comedy sketch on that. And everybody was just loving Rick James again. And he said that famous line again, I'm Rick James bleep. And everybody was loving him again at that point. It was like he was kind of getting a little bit of moment of fame and he kind of bought into his little this little persona that people saw him as edgy and um just trying to start trouble and cause problems and he kind of bought back into that image just so he could be relevant again I guess he ended up marrying a young lady he got with a girl that was like 17 the age of her the age of his own daughter but he kept proclaiming that she was 21 at the time they ended up getting married they had a kid and um at that time he was just continually struggling to stay off of drugs that was his main issue is trying to stay off of drugs and it 
And in his 50s, I think he was 56 or 57, around that age, when he passed away, drug-related, you know, he had issues with his heart, um, just a lot of things due to his excessive and long-time drug use. And the more money he got, the more excessive his drug use, his cocaine, he really got into the crack epidemic. Crack was the thing, and he got caught up. All of his friends that used to do the drugs with him were like, we, we are off now, like you, and he's still stuck in his drug habit. So it was a sad ending. But an origin story tells you a lot. And it doesn't always have to be a bad ending. It could be a good ending or a happy ending. Um, but the origin story of somebody's life tells you a lot of how they ended up where they ended up and what they went through he had some great highs and then he had a sad low but he'll always be iconic um his life will always have an imprint on many other people's lives whether it's through his music or fans or people that watched him or fans of fans and they passed down the love of his music on to the next generation so I say rest in peace, Rick James. And I really feel like I got a lot out of that documentary. The documentary closes with his youngest son in the studio rapping. Maybe he's going to start his rap career. We're not sure. But he is passing. His father, Rick James, is passing down that music legacy to his son in some way. And I don't know how his rap career will be, but that's how they end it, as if he's going to be the next big thing. Uh, So we'll see how that goes. All right, guys, that's the close of Origin Stories 2. Rick James, thanks for listening. Any comments, questions, did you watch the documentary? Email me again at cbiztv at yahoo.com. That's C-B-I-Z tv at yahoo.com what parts really stood out to you i said a lot i've probably said too much but i guess this is a lot for people that saw the documentary or people that just know about his life story in general i haven't spoiled anything at all because this has happened already i'm just saying but email me if you have any comments cbiztv at yahoo.com thank you until next time